about the day my Lord shall come. He's gonna hit boom, boom, like an atom bomb when he comes, when he This is Pastor Champion. Who do men say I am? We also heard the Soul Stirrers. Jesus hits like the atom bomb. Sam Cooke. How far am I from Canaan? The Sensational Nightingales. Pray too late. It's never too late. Five blind boys in Mississippi. I never heard a man. Blind Boys, John Saw the Number. By request, the Golden Gate Jubilee Quartet with Golden Gate Gospel Train. And Sacred Steel with Sunny Treadway, Don't Let the Devil Ride. I've been Tom C. on Soulful. Make sure you stay tuned for the Herald of Tuesday. disciples on a mountain one day these are the words I heard him say
This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3, your student-run radio station. Welcome to Tuesday. I am your Herald of Tuesday, happily bringing you the uh, second day of the week each and every week, at least for the duration of the semester. I, I, I keep putting on, uh, you know, different days of the week. Each day of the week definitely has a different vibe to it. Tuesday is one of the better ones. It's nice and early in the week. We're still optimistic. We can maybe be reproductive or, you know, other side. Boy, you still got four full working days to go. And in that case, you need the best of somebody's love. And all I can offer you is the Eagles. Sleeping, but hey, 
I'm back. You know, I, I, I have to concede it's a different vibe around here. Uh, ever since they took away all of our tools. But boy, the library, you know, here, here's what I'll say. Uh, um, a month into digging in the library, it's got some some surprising gaps, you know? Okay, so for example, uh, nothing by Twisted Sister, nothing by the Alan Parsons Project, and then randomly, I don't know, 45 records by Black Sabbath? Conservative estimate, honestly. I'm not counting them. It's probably more like six, but who knows? Okay, normally when I play Dire Straits, I always go for Brothers in Arms. It's the only album I know by Dire Straits. Today I got Communique, Communique, probably Communique if we're being honest. And we're going to hear Once Upon a Time of Love. We're going to hear Gang War Blues by Steppenwolf after that. And probably Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. These three coming up on you. But before that, let me just pitch this to you. If you want to hear a specific song, you're, you're disappointed with what you hear on this particular show consistently week in and week out, as if you're actually, you know, uh, a typical listener, someone who really tunes in week in and out. I don't flatter myself. You're, you're just tuning in. But if you want to hear something specific, here's the deal. Call me up, 734-763-3500. If I can find it, I'll play it. That's kind of the deal. Like, I'll go look for it. If I can find it, It'll be on the air. Does it have to be relevant to what I'm playing? No. It can be anything. Literally any genre. You're you're limited by the library. And if you don't want to talk to me, you don't have to. Just send your request to radio at wcbn.org. It gives me a little notification. And I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Okay?
That was something by Steppenwolf, surely. Oh, yeah, Gang War Blues. You know, <laughs> I, I, okay, I don't know anything about Steppenwolf. Maybe they were experiencing a lot of gang wars in their particular city in 1974 when Slow Flux came out, but secretly and publicly I'm skeptical of the claim until I look into the data you know maybe maybe it was bad I have no idea I was not around in 1974 couldn't verify anything here's the situation I told you we're gonna listen to Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac next but I I honestly thought Rhiannon was on rumors and and it just isn't or at least not on the copy of rumors we have here at WCBN so what can you do about that we're gonna hear Gold Dust Woman I mean the whole album's fantastic and you're privileged just to hear any song from it. But I did find a uh, a Fleetwood Mac live album. I've been playing a few live albums lately. And, uh, I mean, the live album does have Rhiannon. So we're we'll listening to that after that. And let's see. I don't know what will come after that. But you'll, you'll find out in a second.
This week's episode, Fire at the Shed. Gee, Johnny, this rope swing sure is swell. Don't I know it. <coughs> hey, it's Sassy. I think she's trying to tell us something. <coughs> Mr. Gunderson? What about Mr. Gunderson? <coughs> A fire? Mr. Gunderson's trapped? Where, Sassy, where? <coughs> what, Sassy? Now that you've got our attention, you'd like to take a moment to talk about shelter pets? <coughs> Shelter pets in general are well-adjusted, healthy, and love being with people? Sassy, we don't have time! <coughs> pets often end up in shelters due to owner problems like divorce or allergies? That's great, Sassy, but what about the fire? <coughs> there is no fire! <coughs> They're just messing with our heads? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! So we just heard Rhiannon off of, I don't even know, some sort of Fleetwood Mac live album. I don't know which concert it was. Maybe you were there and you can tell us purportedly uh, 1975-ish, but that's uh, pretty weak evidence there. So a lot of error bars on that particular year. And you might think, hey, man, why don't you go look into it? But I'm not going to, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to look into it. Before that, Gold Dust Woman, that's by Fleetwood Mac. Also, definitely off of 1977's Rumors. I can say that with a, a high degree of confidence. And honestly, you know, if Rumors came out in 1977, it suggests that concert was probably later than that i'll put it that way 
Uh, as improbable as it may sound, we have gotten a request on this show. I think it's the first one since we've been banned from using Spotify. Kind of makes the requests a little bit more, um, you know, high stakes in a sense. I actually have to get out there into the shelves and dig something up. Now here, with with a, with a fair degree of confidence, we we had a we had a WCBN veteran make the request, which is always a little bit more pressure because this, this gentleman knew that they had this part we wcbn in the library has this particular track and so you know if you can't find it then i always just feel like such a rookie and it's just oh so embarrassing luckily i was able to find it so we have shine on brightly by procol harem harem procol harem final answer uh this is by request after that we're going to hear a little bit of a steppenwolf live album that should include some of magic carpet ride though it's unclear what percentage of the total track will be magic carpet ride this this particular of vinyls like really i i never knew how they could degrade but now that i'm like kind of more i kind of see i see what people are talking about in any case shine on brightly Explain my you. 
Outstanding request. Thank you very much.
Yeah, that Steppenwolf will roll right into another song at the kind of the drop of a hat. So we got another request, and this time it's by a band called Love. The album Forever Changes. I actually happen to know this band and this album specifically because of this show. I used to do a little segment on this show where I'd bring in uh, Rolling Stone's top 500 albums, and at some point... You know, through through luck of the draw, we got love. I don't know where it was on the ranking anymore. It was in the top 200, I'm pretty sure, Forever Changes. And so we requested the, in, in my opinion, inarguably, the best song on that album, Alone Again, or Here's the Problem. So I walk over to the shelves, I pull off the album, and we, we take it out of the sleeve. And there's actually a massive chip in this particular record like the actual record itself has a a large chip taken out of it um it's large enough that on the relevant side at least half of the track is missing um so it turns out you know i guess kind of fortunately kind of unfortunate depending on how you want to look at it i suppose um it it, it, it alone again or is track one and so every other track at least two through six on side one are fine. I imagine two through five on side two would also be fine. Uh, but the first track on both sides of this album is going to be largely unplayable. Now, I've queued it up such that you can hear like the kind of ending bit of Alone Again Or, and we're going to let it roll into the next song, which is A House Is Not A Motel. That's on side one of Forever Changes. And uh, I apologize to the requester, but it looks like that's the best we're going to be able to do, at least on short notice. So here it is, Love, uh, the second half, I suppose, of Alone Again Or, and A House Is Not A Motel. Let's take a peek. You 
are just a thought that someone somewhere somehow feels you should be here and it's so for real to touch to smell to feel to know what you are here and the streets are paved with gold and if someone asks you you can call my name you can call my name I hear you calling my name But I'm through singing The bells from the schools of walls will be ringing More confusions, blood transfusions The news today will be the movies for tomorrow And the waters turn to blood And if you don't think so Go turn on your tub And if it's mixed with mud You see it turn to grey Then you can call my name I hear you calling my name
Yes, if she had to do the same again, she would. Don't worry about it. It's 1.02 in the morning. 1.03. Oh boy, time is flying. This is, in fact, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 
88.3, your student-run radio station here at the University of Michigan. Welcome to Tuesday. That's the name of the show, and honestly, I mean it. Welcome to Tuesday, especially you people in the Midwest, none of whom are tuning in. But if on the off chance you are, congratulations, you have just walked in to your second day of the week. The rest of us already been here for an hour, so maybe, you know, in the future try to get with it. We got an hour left before I'm going to go to bed, or at least go home and pretend I'm going to go to bed before I stay up irresponsibly late. And let's hear from cults.
All right, we just heard Birth in Reverse by St. Vincent off her album called St. Vincent, I do believe. Before that was A Low by Cults. That's off of 2020's Host. It's great. It's it's fantastic. For these next two, we're going to hear one from Jenny Lewis. This is off her album the Voyager. I'm not familiar with it, so what I did is I, ju- I just spun the dial a bunch of times. We landed on, on a, evidently we landed on track eight, which is Aloha and Three Johns. And then we're going to listen to something by Carolyn Rose, because we have her two best albums. And again, just going to spin it around a bunch of times. Whatever we land on, that's what we'll hear. Jenny Lewis, take it away.
drinking kava on the plane, and we'll be getting farther, getting farther from this
Association was created to fight the killer lung disease, tuberculosis. Today they're fighting big tobacco, bad air, and the asthma epidemic. For decades they battled tuberculosis and saved lives, providing medical care, research, and public health education. In 1944, an effective treatment was finally found. Now the American Lung Association has new enemies to fight and more lives to save. Enemies like cigarettes, air pollution, and asthma. To join the fight, dial 1-800-LUNG-USA or log on to lung.org. Well, for a few weeks now, towards the end of my show, I've been putting on a, a little radio dramatization. It was made by the BBC Radiophonics Lab. It's a dramatization or radio play, I suppose, uh, um, uh, a telling of Isaac Asimov's The Foundation Trilogy. We were, you know, we're getting pretty far into it, honestly, and I quite enjoy it. We are on the second half of Chapter 5, and that's what's going to play us out. I'll probably check in with you briefly before we uh, wrap up, but uh, please enjoy the little radio play. Would you go through to the dining area? Through there. You'll find food and drink in the cabinets. Yes, my lady. For you, I'll go. Now, the proof that the mule would be even more of a dictator than fat little Inver is already. All right. The mule is never seen, right? Why not? He's certainly shrewd enough to know the value of a personality cult, the glamour of public demonstrations and such like. Mm -hmm. If he denies himself all that, there must be a reason. Personal contact would reveal something of overwhelming importance, something he wishes to hide. The mule is not a human being. The mule is a mutant. I don't know the extent of his mutation or exactly what his powers are, but he's clearly not a subhuman mutant. In a matter of months, he's come from nowhere, from nothing, to be the ruler of a fair slice of the periphery of the galaxy, right? Now, the question is, can such a genetic accident as the mule, apparently with superhuman capabilities, perceptions, or even powers, we don't know, but can that kind of one-in-a-billion accident be taken into account in the Selden plan? If the mule is superhuman, why didn't his guards just kill us on the beach? I don't know. He may not be ready for the foundation yet. What do you mean? It's a sign of intelligence to resist provocation until you're ready to take action. Believe me, the mule will be far more dangerous than Mayor in Burr simply because he's more able, more intelligent. Now, suppose you let me speak to the clown. Magnifico. My lady. Could you please come here? This man wants to ask you some questions. Would you try to answer them, please? For your sake, my lady. Right. Now, you've seen the mule with your own eyes, haven't you? I have respected, sir, and felt the weight of his arm with my whole body. Can you describe it? Uh, it's frightening even to recall him respected, sir. He is a mighty man. Against him, you look like an undernourished child. His hair is crimson. His teeth are like diamonds. And his eyes, respected, sir, no one sees. What? What do you mean? He covers them with black eye covers. It, 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 it is said he can see by magic transcending all human vision. I have heard that he kills with his eyes. It is true. 
as I live, it is true. All right, Preacher. Get us out of here and we'll bring Magnifico to the Foundation. Good. We use this ship. I'll leave mine behind. Uh, let's see. These controls. I'll have to work some pretty maneuvers to get us away from the mule's patrols. I can't guarantee anything. Whatever happens, we can't stay here. True. So let's start working out our tactics and our route. Encyclopedia Galactica, 116th edition. Entry, Ebling Nice. In a period where the survival of the Foundation still rested upon the superiority of its technology, respect was given to those who worked in the field of pure science. And in this field, no one commanded more respect than Professor Ebling Meese. Ah, you're hiding in here, eh? I have never hidden from anything in my life. <laughs> this is my office, Professor. Mm -hmm. You were not invited to enter, but uh, I will forget that intrusion on one condition. That you leave immediately. Well, I did have something to tell you, Mr. Mayor, but... I am usually addressed as Excellence, Professor. If I leave now, Mr. Mayor, you'll never know what I came to tell you. Any request for an audience is to be submitted in triplicate to the appropriate office. Well, Any unauthorized entry into my presence may be construed as being an attack on my person which, of course, constitutes a clear case of treason punishable as such. Right. <clears throat> Probably wasn't all that important after all. Just a little something about the next Selden crisis, but forget it. Uh, miss, I have decided to be tolerant with you. Uh, you may have the privilege of addressing me briefly. Well... <clears throat> You know what I've been doing lately. Your investigations into the mathematics of psychohistory have been intended to duplicate Harry Seldon's work with the eventual aim of tracing the course of future history for the use of the planning department of this government. <laughs> you actually read these reports? I read everything. Nothing is too insignificant for my attention. Oh, you're a great man for insignificant things. Miss, we have established that I am very well acquainted with your research. Now, come to the point. I thought it was about time I told you what's not in the reports. Not in the reports? I mean what I've really been doing. What you've really been doing? The Inber. You're an offensive little man at the best of times. Oh. When you will insist on interrupting me with this curious echo effect, I get this uncontrollable urge to knock your head off. Oh, so really? sit down, shut up, close your mouth and listen. Oh. Oh, really. Now, as any intelligent biped realized long ago, official reports are only important for what is not reported in them. So what I have to tell you now is not in any report and never will be. Even my assistants know nothing about it, right? Good. Now, a few words about the time vault. For every crisis, Selden has prepared a special simulation of himself to help us to clarify the situation, to help us to understand. Four crises so far, and four appearances in this vault. I know all about First it. time, he appeared at the height of the crisis. Second time, just afterwards. At the third and fourth crises, he was ignored, probably because he wasn't needed. But recent investigations, not included in my reports, of course, indicate that he did appear anyway at the proper times, even though he was ignored. I get it? Selden always appears at a crisis. 
Now, officially, I've been trying to recreate the science of psychohistory. But taking advantage of your generous research grants <laughs> and taking advantage of your almost legendary ignorance, I have made some small advances in studying the time vault. And from my study, I'd say it was getting itself ready for another appearance by Selden. What? Which means that we are now quite close to the fifth Selden crisis. Close? How close? Well, the control computer has double-checked most of the major circuitry, but there's still some things it hasn't done. How close? Four weeks. That's not possible. Uh, four weeks and one day, to be precise. Do you understand what that means? It means you're in trouble. For a crisis to come to a head in four weeks means it must have been growing for years. Right. But there isn't anything. There's nothing hanging over us. Look at that. That's my weekly summary of the entire galactic situation. And all our most pressing foreign policy initiatives in progress at the moment. There's nothing there that is even vaguely threatening. It's all small-scale routine business, and it's all under perfect control. <laughs> Look, see for yourself. Now, where's your crisis going to come from, eh? Eh? What is it? Your Excellence, Captain Han Pritcher of the Intelligence Department has just returned from Planet Calgum. Uh -huh. In accordance with your order X20-513, he's been imprisoned pending execution. Those accompanying him are being held for questioning. Well, well. Forgive me, Your Excellence, but Captain Pritcher reported dangerous conditions on Calgon. In accordance with your order X20-515, he has not been given any formal hearing but his remarks have been recorded and a full report filed. What are you trying to tell me, idiot? Your Excellency, I do most humbly beg your forgiveness, but it appears that one of the people with Captain Pritcher is the missing member of the court of the new warlord of Calgon, uh -huh. known commonly as the Mule. Well, if he is the man the Mule wants back, put him in a ship and send him back. No, no. Ah, it appears to be a little too late for that, Your Excellency. Well, what do you mean? We are just receiving reports from the Selenian frontier region. Ships identified as of Calvin origin have entered Foundation territory. Gosh! The ships are armed and some fighting is reported. What action should be taken, Excellence? Uh, uh, Excellence? Look, uh, get Pritcher and the people with him up here immediately. Uh, here, immediately. Yes, Your Excellence. Mm. Well, Rimba, you're going to be a very busy little man for the next four weeks and one day, aren't you? as a matter of urgency, our military policy and the commitment of our allied armed forces. The war between the Foundation and the Mule has now been underway for three weeks and one day. All the information we have points to the fact that the Mule is winning. My brother Francis will outline the situation. In three weeks and one day of total warfare, the Mule has lost a maximum of ten ships. His forces have destroyed fifteen times that number of Foundation ships. 
Even more serious, there have been repeated cases of Foundation forces deserting to the Mule. In one case, an entire fleet and its command ship. The Mule now controls some 90% of the periphery of the galaxy and several important planets much closer to the Foundation and closer to us. Gentlemen, the Mule is winning. The war is spreading. And it's spreading in our direction. Now, gentlemen, so far we have been neutral in this war, and so far we have not been attacked. But the time is fast coming when we must choose the mule or the foundation. I know, I know, our original intention was to achieve exactly the present situation, to encourage a war which would weaken the foundation's grip on our planets and allow us to insist on a proper democratic equality between the Foundation and ourselves. But the Mule is doing more than just weakening the Foundation's power. He is bleeding the Foundation to death. And we must decide what our position would be if the Mule were to conquer the Foundation. I know it seems unthinkable, but we have to think about it. The time has come to commit the traitors' armed forces in this war, and to commit them to the defense of the Foundation against the Mule. No, I, want to speak. I, I want to speak, Randall. You have the floor. I am about for the world of Nebula. I say it would be a disgrace to our ancestors, the original traders, for us to lift one finger in defense of the fat maggots who rule the Foundation. Let us not betray our ancestors, the martyrs to justice and freedom, like the great latent evils, persecuted, degraded, and finally killed by whom? By the mule? No, by the fat clerks of the Foundation. Brothers, Brando seems to Better the dictator you know than the dictator you don't know. Well, I don't agree. I can't imagine any worse government in all the galaxy than the malignant bureaucracy of the Foundation. I don't believe the mule could be half as bad for us. After all, brothers, look at the facts. Has the mule ever insulted us? Never! Has he once failed to respect our neutrality? Not once! No, brothers, I tell you plainly. I have just received this message from the commander of our defenses in the second sector. Well? The coordinator of Fransart, Tanafaven. Prepare yourself, brother. I have just witnessed the total extinction of the planet Mnemon by the forces of the Mule. There cannot be any survivors. The planet no longer exists. The attack was entirely without warning or provocation. As I send you this message, the Mule ships are regrouping, moving towards my base. Prepare yourselves to face the mule. By the rose that we make an immediate offer to help the Foundation, and let me commit our entire combined fleet and all the armament we have to help the Foundation smash the mule.
to see the prisoners. You'll pass. Here, signed by mighty Inber himself. Again. Yes, me again. But this time, I've got good news. Oh, really? I've just come from another session with our illustrious mayor. Now, I haven't got time to explain, but he's agreed, reluctantly, to allow you with Torren here to act as observers to the war fleet. You mean we're free? Well, free to leave this prison anyway. But that's only you two. Huh? I'll go on with my questioning of Magnifico, and Beta will stay with him to keep him relaxed, cooperative. Look, if you think I'll leave no, here with you... this isn't the time for personal feelings. The war is obviously going badly, very badly, or else Inver would never have made any concession. Yeah, that's obvious. And Pritchard, especially, would be dead by now. Now, I admit my main plan was to get Magnifico alone with Beta and myself to get him to talk openly. But your mission as observers could be very important, too. See, nobody here knows anything about the war, apart from vague rumours and the ridiculously optimistic reports from the news media. Mm. You two have a chance to see what's really happening and to let us know. Well, no, I can't. And do if that. it eases your conscience at all, Torrum, I can tell you you won't just be helping the Foundation. Hmm? Your Uncle Randu landed a few hours back with an offer of immediate military help from all the trader planets. Now, will you go? Come on, Torrum. All right. But here are your identity passes. Now, leave immediately and remember. Your objective reports on the war could be vital. Uh, there's a ship waiting for you. Now go. I've got to find out what Magnifico knows, Beta. You seem to be the only one he trusts. But we've already asked him every question we could think of. I know, and his answers are always the same. He doesn't know anything about the mule beyond what he told Pritcher and you on Calgon. Now, I've got to use the probe on him, but he refuses to let me. So I need your help to persuade him to cooperate, to overcome his fear. Are you willing to help? I'll try. Good. He's asleep next door. All right. Oh. Magnifico. Magnifico. Yes, you, my lady. Please, for my sake, let the professor use the probe. What? Oh, my lady. I'm frightened. I'll be with you. I wouldn't let anyone hurt you. You will stay with me, yes, my lady. Yes, of course I will. Now, come on. Very well. Sit down. No, All right. That's it. Yes, now, relax. Yes. You won't feel anything, I promise. Just try to let your mind relax. Uh. All right? That's all. All over now, and now we should get a complete printout of your memory within an hour at most. There. It didn't hurt at all, did it? No. Thank you, my lady. Here you are. Here's a present for you. What's that? Hmm? He knows, don't you, Magnifico? Oh. Yes. It's a visisona. Right. Take it. It's yours. <gasps> I got it from the Museum of Music Sciences, the only one they had. 
They didn't seem to know much about it. Found in space was all the index card said. It might even be broken for all I know. Try it. Go on, it's yours to keep. It needs a little cleaning. But otherwise, I... Yes, it's operational. How did you know that I could play it? I asked you the other day if there was anything about the mule's court that you missed. You said nothing at all, but you just wished you hadn't left your busy sonar behind. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Would you like me to play for you? I've got to go and prepare the printout analyzers. Uh, play for Baker. My lady, would it please you if I played for you? Yes, please. That, that was extraordinary. I... Oh, that was very beautiful. Is it always so restful? No, my lady. That was music I played for you. For someone else, I could play music to make them mad. Or dead, even. But it's just a box. I just think the sounds and they pass to you, my lady. I never played it much at the court of the mule. He didn't like it. He knew its power. But I would rather play the Vizisona than do anything else in the whole galaxy. Especially with you by my side, my lady. Shall I play you more? Yes, please. You look cheerful in birth. I haven't slept for days. Mm. Pritchard and Torrance reports have given you something to think about, eh? Every single thing they report is in direct contradiction to every official report from every commander. Yes, that makes sense. But the question is, which do you believe? That is no concern of yours, Miss. You may rest assured that the state is in good hands. Mine. The war is going well. The Foundation will win. That's all you need to know. Now, what about this probe into Magnifico's memory? You have the results? Yes. Show them to me. There's nothing to show. Is this another of your infantile jokes? There is nothing to show. Apart from verbatim repetition of what he'd already told us in conversation, his memory appears to be a complete blank. This is not possible. I know it's not possible, but it's a fact. Blank. The only reason I could think of is that his subconscious is so terrified of the mule that it's taken refuge in what's known as protective amnesia. And even so, it's the first case I've ever known where the amnesia is so total. Why do you lie to me, Mies? Look, I'm not lying. Why should I lie? Exactly why. I'll tell you. Because you seem to take pleasure in spreading defeatism, don't you, Mies? No. You enjoy trying to make me despair, don't you? Don't you? 
Well, let me tell you something, miss. The Foundation cannot lose. Even without my devoted leadership, Harry Seldon's calculations of psychohistory guarantee that the Foundation cannot be defeated. Why worry, then? If everything is guaranteed, why worry? <laughs> you think I'm worried? Me worried? <laughs> I suppose you know we have the traitor's forces with us now, eh? I tell you, miss, the mule has overreached himself. He will lose. He must lose. It's inevitable. Absolutely inevitable. You sound convinced. Get out. Get out before I disintegrate you. No, I, I'm going, I'm going. I'll see you in the time ball. Uh, don't forget, will you? You'll see, miss. You'll see. Seldon will show you. Seldon will show you. Tell me, what's the truth about the war? Well, initially, the trader forces slowed the mule down, but then inverse stopped them fighting as an independent force and mixed them up with the Foundation forces. Mm. The oddest thing we noticed was that the mules seemed to find it much easier to defeat Foundation ships than trader ships. We couldn't see why. Their armaments were virtually identical. Mm. Yes. There's only a few minutes to go. Where's Ingo? Oh, he'll be here. Don't you worry. Probably just making sure of a good entrance. <laughs> he wouldn't dare miss this. About the other thing, Miss, mm -hmm. I've organized the ship for you. It's waiting in dock 37BG, fully equipped and provisioned maximum fuel load. <laughs> Good man, thanks. But um, I won't be coming with you. Why not? I'm going to stay here and fight. I've had to watch this war coming, and then I've had to watch our forces being smashed. I want to do my share of the fighting. Well, it's your choice, but you would have been more useful with us. Arise, my people. This is no time for ceremony, eh? <laughs> this way, Your Excellency. Yes, yes, yes. But before we have our glorious future confirmed by Seldon, I should just like to tell you the latest news from the war zone. I have here my very own synopsis of the latest reports from all my commanders in space. It is quite brief. We are moving forward on all fronts. Victory is very close, as I am sure Seldon will confirm. Victory, my people. Victory for the Foundation. Silence, please. The vault is opening. That old man. Just, just appearing. Don't be frightened, Magnifico. No, my lady. I am Harry Seldon. This is my fifth appearance here and the fifth crisis for the Foundation on Terminus. I have no means of knowing if anyone is witnessing my appearance here, but that is not important. I have no fears as yet for the breakdown of the plan. For the first three centuries, the 
probability of non-deviation is 95.7%. By the way, if any of you are standing, please sit. This need not be a solemn occasion. I have no need for ceremony. Now, let us look at the problem of the moment. The Foundation is faced with an entirely new kind of threat. Civil war. Until now, the attacks from outside have all been adequately dealt with. Inevitably so, according to the laws of psychohistory. The conflict of the moment is between the undisciplined forces of the outer planets of the Foundation and the over-authoritarian central government. The conflict was necessary. The outcome is obvious. I don't understand this. The compromise which has been worked out, or is at this moment being worked out, is necessary in two respects. The revolt of the traders introduces a new element of uncertainty to a government which has grown far too self-confident. Although not victorious, the independent traders have attained a healthy degree of democratic government for themselves and for the foundation in general. Secondly, and perhaps equally important, the foundation is now a much stronger, firmer coalition than it was before the Civil War. Now only the scattered remnants of the old empire stand in the way of further expansion, and there is no threat from them. Of course, I cannot reveal the nature of the next problem, the next crisis, but I can congratulate you on having successfully passed through this crisis. And of course, I wish you luck in the future. I am confident of your continued success. There was no expectation of an individual mutant appearing. The plan dealt with mass movement trends couldn't make any allowance for an individual military genius, especially not a mutant. Excellence! Excellence! Your communication channels have all gone deep. <laughs> this, this is not my fault. It isn't seldom the one you should blame, and those half-witted traitors. Not me! Not me! What should we do? Do surrender cause! What else can we do? Surrender and try to get a reasonable terms. But we can't. We don't have a way of communicating a surrender. This is not fair. Well, the foundation is being bombarded. We've got to escape. Oh, what can we do? We've got a ship waiting for us. We have to go now. You bring Magnifico. Torren, you come on ahead with me. All right. The mule! The mule is coming! Witcher? I'll stay in a fight. There may be something I can still do here. All right. This is goodbye. Yes, Good luck, Peter. You need it. So will you. Come on now, you kids. Follow me. Follow us wherever we hide. Hide us. See? What did I tell you? Traitors running away. None of this is my fault. Is it? You can't. 
Alright, that was part four of the BBC Radiophonics Labs, the Foundation Trilogy. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor 88.3, and this has been Welcome to Tuesday. I hope you enjoy your second day of the week and the rest of it as well. Take care. His creation. Yeah. So art, literature, music, film, the act of being creative is, is a divine calling and should be treated that way Absolutely. that's how we look at it yeah mm-hmm. well, we're glad to hear uh, artists like yourself articulate that so. oh thank you my dear <laughs> <laughs> this is genesis Briah purity and you're listening to wcbn fm ann arbor
switch off Baby, baby, I love you so Baby, baby, I love you so